Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, known as the Success Alchemist. You can find me at the successalchemist.net and the webalchemist.net and Empowered Manifestation and Facebook and YouTube Jan Shaw the Success Alchemist and on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw. Today is the 27th of March 2021 and the title of today's show is Things are hotting up, watch the water, and false flag, question mark. So another very eventful week. It really is going to be an amazing movie when it's finished. And of course, the thing that I didn't mention in the title, because I'm really not going to um, report on it very much, is that Biden finally held a press conference, which was an absolute um, so interesting, you know, that that we're watching this day by day um, discredit of Biden. Of course, we know it's not the real Biden, but, you know, for the normies, as we call them, to be watching this um, is a real education for them. So the the whole thing was a setup. You know, there were a limited number of reporters all social distanced, and somebody took a shot at, from a side view of Biden at his podium, showing that he had these cheat sheets with photographs of the reporters who were going to be present, and the reporters who he was meant to call on were numbered. And, you know, the view is that, of course, the the questions were all pre-planned. So Biden had his script to refer to, to reply to these questions. But even then, he couldn't even do that. I mean, he just was rambling on and lost his place and and all sorts of things. And somebody put together, I did see it last night, I, haven't, I didn't make a note of it, but somebody put together this video with a voiceover um, as if it was, you know, the person in Biden's ear saying, Biden, just follow the script, you know, Joe, just follow the script, you know, number one and the first question and just read the script. <laughs> it was showing Biden just fumbling through everything. So anyway, you know, there were a lot of lies as usual, um, fawning reporters saying, oh, Biden, you're so wonderful. It was it was really sickening. And I didn't watch the whole thing. I didn't really want to give it time. But I did, did catch some of the clips that were being shared. And interestingly, the one of the clips that I saw, which was, I think it was CNN um, that was broadcasting, and there were only 119,000 views. So for a man who supposedly got over 80 million votes... <laughs> It doesn't really reflect the size of the audience you would expect him to get. But we've seen that all along. So that's that's nothing new. So uh, I'm going to start, actually, with what appears to be a false flag shooting. And this is very interesting because it happened in Boulder. And, of course, you know, having lived in Colorado for quite a number of years. And when I first landed in Colorado, I was up on the western, uh, sorry, on the front range. 
just outside of Denver, a lovely place called Evergreen. And I used to travel up to Boulder quite a lot. And, of course, this happened in Boulder. Uh, Boulder is a very, very liberal town. don't really like the energy of Boulder at all, but there you go. Um, so, supposedly, this shooting happened in a King Supers supermarket. Now, the first thing that I saw, which was shared by, you know, one of the citizen journalists was this guy who was making a video of what was happening at the scene. And it was bizarre because he's outside the doors of this supermarket. There's an, an old guy stood at the door looking at his cell phone. But the guy making the video is is kind of going, oh, my God, you know, there's a shooter inside the inside the supermarket you know somebody called 911 and of course anybody with any modicum of sense would say well hang on a minute why aren't you calling 911 instead of videoing this and you know he was at the top of a ramp um, and down at the bottom of the ramp there was a car and the body of somebody lying next to it and then across the road another body lying in the middle of the road no sign of blood or anything and then you know he he talks to the guy stood at the door uh, you know is there there's a shooter inside isn't there and and this guy says something like yeah there is you know he's in aisle three or whatever it is and blah 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 and then you hear some shots and the whole thing was so bizarre and many of the anons on um, on Telegram were questioning whether this was a black hat false flag or a white hat false flag, which was interesting. And it kind of leads you to believe that this was done to expose the agenda over gun control. And, of course, we have this knee-jerk reaction. There were many, many people on Twitter from the left jumping to conclusions that this was a white supremacist who was responsible because they were saying, you know, the reports that he was taken into custody means that if he'd been anything other than white, he would he would have been shot by the police. So... You know, they they were shown up when it was revealed that this uh, the perpetrator, so-called perpetrator, was actually a Muslim who had was an immigrant from Syria. And many people were connecting the dots in terms of, well, Biden's just bombed Syria. And now we have this mass shooting from somebody who originates from Syria and who appears also to be very anti-Trump. They they were thinking it was, I think they were probably hoping it was going to be, you know, some Trump supporter, one of the deplorables, and a white person, and all the um, the stereotype of what they consider to be, you know, the devil incarnate. Well, it all blew up in the faces, and they had to retract, well, I don't think they retracted anything, but there were a lot of, uh, tweets that were deleted because they were just, um, you know, showing these people up. So I'm going to share just a couple of articles on this. But what I want to also link it to is 
this reaction from the left about, oh, we've got to have gun control. And it was interesting that in the press conference, Biden was asked about gun control after this uh, shooting, this mass shooting. Supposedly 10 people were killed, all white, interestingly. And he said something about timing and what what people were were saying is, well, hang on a minute, is he actually admitting that they time the the gun control moves when people are saying, oh, gosh, you know, this is so terrible, we must have gun control, with the incident, which, you know, is obviously linking to this being a false flag. So maybe this was done by the White Hats to expose that. Anyway, let me move to the first article. Actually... Just before I do that, um, I don't know if any of you have thought what I thought about the police officer that was supposedly killed. He looked very familiar to me, and I haven't actually done a search using the image, but I wondered if I was remembering him from a, a previous false flag and that he was a crisis actor. I'm not too sure about that, but just want to throw that out there. So this is from Gateway Pundit, dated the 23rd of March. Breaking Boulder, Colorado killer, identified as 21-year-old Ahmad Al-Issa, a Trump hater, charged with 10 counts of first-degree murder. The Boulder, Colorado killer was identified on Monday after his supermarket killing spree. 21-year-old Ahmad Al-Issa was charged with 10 counts of first-degree murder. And it's got a tweet from Disclose.tv. Just in, suspect in the Boulder shooting has been identified as Ahmad Al-Issa, 21, and charged with 10 counts of first-degree murder. And Todd Starnes tweeted, Colorado supermarket shooter identified as 21-year-old Ahmad Al-Issa and watched the media pivot from this story in 3-2-1. Carmine Sab- Sabia tweeted, Breaking, gunman Ahmad al-Issa had ISIS sympathies. President Biden has been briefed just when the media was telling us that white terrorists were the biggest threat. Al-Issa was a Trump hater. Twitter user Ashley Mayer saved screen grabs from the killer's Facebook page. He hated Trump. And it shows some screenshots there and the comments that he made. Um, Her tweet was deleted. Then Gambit tweeted, Breaking, the bolder suspect's name is Ahmad Al-Issa. So naturally the story of white terrorists, white mass shootings, white privilege of not being killed when arrested and white supremacy will no longer be relevant. And obviously he's referencing the tweets that I was talking about earlier. So that was Gateway Pundit. And then breaking Facebook scrub shooting suspect Ahmad Al-Issa's profile previously revealed he's devout Muslim. The Facebook profile, believed to belong to Ahmad Al-Issa, contained pro-Islam, anti-gay and conspiracy posts. And actually, the guy in the, the photo... Well, there's two photos here. One is of the police having arrested this guy, and it looks like he's got blood on his leg. Apparently he was, he may have been shot in the leg. 
Um, he actually looks very different from the guy who is obviously um, in the profile photo on Facebook. But anyway, you know, maybe I'm just being suspicious. Facebook has removed all access to the Facebook profile believed to belong to Ahmad al-Issa, the person identified by police as the King Super shooting suspect who killed 10 in the Boulder, Colorado shooting. Screenshots of the Facebook page taken by Twitter users revealed that al-Issa was a devout Muslim who believed in conspiracy theories. Ahmad al-Issa's profile was abruptly removed from the website, Internet Archive websites, including the archive.is and the Wayback Machine, and Google's cache nearly simultaneously. Now, that's um, suspicious in itself. On March 16th, 2019, Alyssa shared a conspiracy theory that there was more than one shooter involved in the horrific Christchurch mosque shooting that occurred in New Zealand. Similarly, Alyssa believed he was under attack from, in quotes, racist Islamophobic people who were, in quotes, hacking his smartphone. Yeah, if these racist Islamophobic people would stop hacking my phone and let me have a normal life, I probably could, wrote Alyssa on June 5th, 2019. And it's showing the screenshots from his Facebook page. Around the same time on June 1st, 2019, Alyssa also shared a post from PBS with the caption, Why Refugees and Immigrants Are Good for America. Ahmad al-Issa posted this on Facebook in 2019. Not that all refugees and immigrants are bad, it's just something that clearly should be carefully conducted and tightly controlled. While authorities did not release information about al-Issa's country of origin but claimed he lived most of his life in the United States, one user says they learned from his Facebook that he was born in Syria. Al-Issa also disliked President Donald Trump, according to screenshots taken before his Facebook page was terminated. Trump's such a dick, he wrote on September 18, 2018, sharing an article from the Washington Post. Later on the same day, he shared another article, this time from The Intercept, and wrote, Trump inherited a growing economy and the unemployment rate was low. The economy was on an upward spiral he won because of racism. Uh, there's a tweet from Man Malcolm Flex. Seems Facebook scrubbed the Boulder, Colorado shooter Ahmad al-Issa's page. But it also appears that he was a very big consumer of legacy media propaganda. Seems they may have helped radicalise this fellow. In one homophobic post, al-Issa wrote, If straight people go to prison straight and come out gay, doesn't that mean that being gay is a choice? And disturbed up in this bitch tweet, um, Ahmad Alissa Boulder, Ahmad also praising how great refugees are and into jiu-jitsu, an anti-gay Muslim. So that's the end of that article. I, I didn't say this is actually from nationalfile.com. And there's another article by them, Scoop, Colorado shooting suspect Ahmad al-Issa swore allegiance to ISIS before shooting, says Laura Luma. The Biden administration is trying to contain the information for fear of a second immigration scandal. 
Ahmad al-Issa, the suspect in the Boulder, Colorado, King Super shooting a Syrian migrant to the United States, swore allegiance to ISIS prior to the shooting, says Syrian migration expert and former congressional candidate Laura Luma. On her Telegram channel, Luma wrote, Source tells me shooter carried out attack in the name of ISIS. Biden admin has already given orders to keep it under wraps to avoid conversation in the media about Islamic terrorism and reversal of Trump's travel ban, which the terrorist was opposed to. Speaking to National File, Luma explained that her source is embedded in Boulder, Colorado law enforcement and spoke to her on condition of anonymity. Luma explained that the Biden administration was briefed on the shooter's allegiance to ISIS and is attempting to contain the information for fear of a second immigration scandal. Joe Biden infamously rescinded President Donald Trump's travel ban, restricting movement from countries known for exporting radical Islamic terrorism. And it just occurred to me that's possibly another reason why it could be a white hat false flag to really discredit the moves that Biden has made in terms of, um, you know, closing the well, opening up the borders down on the southern border, and also, you know, the no fly changing or undoing the no fly um, orders. According to Luma, the Biden regime is terrified that should this information become public, he will face a new round of criticism for making the country less safe due to his reversal of the Trump administration's effective immigration policies. Joe Biden has blood on his hands because along with Obama, and that's what his presidency is, it's a third term extension of the Obama era. We are now returning to the times of daily ISIS attacks, said Luma. Given the fact that Donald Trump is no longer in the White House, ISIS and the illegal alien caravans realise we're in a position of weakness, which is why there is a crisis at the border and why ISIS, which had been subdued and totally docile under Trump, is now attacking America. The solution is an immigration moratorium, which is what I supported as a candidate for Congress. Luma says she predicts Democrats and Joe Biden will use this to further infringe on Americans' gun rights, which she herself has been stripped of. Luma says her message to Biden and the Democrats is... Here in America, we don't have a gun problem. We have an Islamic terror problem. Immigration moratorium now. Luma reached national notoriety for exposing the extent of the Syrian refugee crisis in the run-up to the 2016 election, when she famously travelled to Greece and recorded video of Syrian migrants who had obtained fake passports with the goal of entering the United States. The migrants were hoping to enter the United States to vote for failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. Luma also recorded undercover video of Huma Abedin, the top aide to Clinton, saying that the Syrian refugees should be allowed into the United States. The undercover video was referenced by President Trump during a debate with Clinton and may have contributed to his landslide victory. As a student, Luma exposed Barry University's willingness to allow students to form a student club to assist the Islamic State. She was later expelled for exposing the school. National File previously reported that on his now scrubbed Facebook page, the shooting suspect reveals he is a devout Muslim who believes in conspiracy theories. 
its homophobic and regularly shared content from mainstream news sources, including the Washington Post, The Intercept and PBS. Now, obviously, if this really was a shooting, then obviously it's very sad for the people involved and the relatives. But it seems to me to be part of this movie in terms of, you know, everything that we're seeing is basically bringing into the light the absolute disastrous Biden policies, executive orders that, um, you know, are having such an impact in such a short time on America, basically. I mean, people are horrified by what's happening at the southern border in terms of the number of people coming in. And, of course, you know, there was all this hoo-ha in when Trump was in power over kids in cages and everything else. Well, people are saying, well, where's AOC in this staged, you know, horror at the the border, you know, looking through a fence into a car park, you know, you know, with her head in her hands, claiming to be so absolutely upset by what she's seeing. Um, you know, things are multiple times worse. And in fact, Ted Cruz went down to the border um, to with 17, interesting number, other senators, I believe, and to witness what was actually going on there and shared photographs of the inside of this uh, detention centre with pictures of all these, um, you know, minors of different ages lying on the floor with these silver blanket things over them. It's really bizarre. I don't know whether that's staged as well or whether that's real, but... Uh, the other thing, of course, that Biden has done is he's refused to allow reporters to film in these detention centres. So, you know, it's it's Biden trying to hide what he's doing, but he's not fooling anybody. So as we would expect, the the Democrats heads are exploding over this shooting because they are so desperate to take the guns away from the people, even while they're surrounded by National Guard troops and a fence around the capital. It's quite ironic, really, isn't it? Let's not bother with a fence at the border, but we want a, a big fence and lots of troops to guard us in our little enclave. So let me move on to something else related to this in terms of the gun control thing. Epoch Times put out an article on the 26th, so that was yesterday, White House confirms Biden will sign executive order on gun control. President Joe Biden will sign executive orders on gun control in the near future, confirmed White House Press Secretary Jen, Jen Psaki on Friday. When asked about the prospect of taking executive action, Psaki responded with yes. I can't give you an exact time frame in part because they have to go through a review process, which is something that we do from here, Saki told reporters at the White House. I will note that when we, when the president was the vice president in the Obama-Biden administration, he helped put in place 23 executive actions to combat gun violence, she added. It's one of the levers that we can use, that any federal government, any president can use to help address the prevalence of gun violence and address community safety around the country. On Thursday, during the president's first news conference, he hinted at taking action, 
but pivoted to his infrastructure agenda items. Earlier this week, Vice President Kamala Harris indicated that Congress should pass gun control legislation, but stopped short of saying Biden would issue an executive order. It is time for Congress to act, the Vice President said in an interview with CBS News on Wednesday. It's simply about saying we need reasonable gun safety laws. There is no reason why we have assault weapons on the streets of a civil society. They are weapons of war. They are designed to kill a lot of people quickly, she added. But gun rights organisations such as the National Rifle Association and Gun Owners for America have raised red flags about Biden's proposals, arguing they would violate the Constitution's Second Amendment. In an apocalyptic environment where the filibuster has been eradicated, you can expect to see a Democrat Congress ramming through gun bans, gun owner registration and more, Gun Owners for America said days after Biden's inauguration. Meanwhile, it's possible that courts could overturn any potential executive rule. This week, the US Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit ruled that a federal ban on bump stocks handed down by the ATF is likely illegal while ordering that the ban be placed on hold. And I had to look this up because it was like double Dutch to me. But apparently bump stocks are added, can be added to um, an AR-15 to increase the number of rounds that can be shot in a short time. Uh, The ATF is... Um, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives. So I had to look that one up as well. And then the supreme irony of all of this. I mean, you you have to laugh. It really is so amusing. And the timing of this coming out is so amusing as well. Gateway Pundit wrote an article. This is 26th yesterday again. Rudy Giuliani and our readers point out the many crimes committed by Hunter and Hallie Biden when throwing Hunter's gun in the garbage. We released text messages in October depicting the crazy family life of the addicted and sex-crazed Biden family. Some of it is finally getting out. As we mentioned earlier today, the news is finally reaching the airwaves about the episode between Hunter and Hallie Biden where Hunter claimed in a text message that Hallie stole his gun and threw it in the garbage. In October, we first reported that Hallie Biden took Hunter Biden's gun and threw it in the trash. Now it's finally making national news. Yes, Hunter and Hallie Biden had a spat and Hallie took Hunter's gun and threw it in the garbage. The War Room discussed this today. Raheem Kassam read text messages that confirmed the report that Hunter Biden's sister-in-law and then-girlfriend, Hallie, stole his gun in 2018 and the Secret Service intervened. And it's actually including a video from War Room of Raheem reading the text. Here is the text we released in October last year before the election. She has repeatedly made me feel sexually inadequate in comparison to the men she has been with before me and then tells me all she needs from me is sex. She has shown me pictures of the escort she planned to see. She has implied that she and her girlfriends were romantically involved behind my back. And it goes on um, right at the end. I mean, it's quite a long passage, this. She stole the gun out of my truck lockbox and threw in a 
threw in a garbage can, I think that should have said threw it in a garbage can, full to the top at Janssen's. Then told me it was my problem to deal with. Then when the police, the FBI, the Secret Service came on the scene, she said she took it from me because she was scared I would harm myself due to my drug and alcohol problem and our volatile relationship and that she was afraid for the kids. Rudy Giuliani discussed this today and said there were numerous crimes related to this incident. Rudy Giuliani said any other person without the last name Biden would have been prosecuted. He made a false statement on an application for a gun, Giuliani said, saying he wasn't a drug addict. We don't want drug addicts owning guns. She stole a gun, illegally possessed it and put it in front of a school, Giuliani added. This is behaviour for which everybody else is prosecuted, he said. And it was uh, Giuliani on Steve Bannon's war room again. Readers shared on our site that he wasn't supposed to have a gun because he was kicked out of the military. And there's a tweet from Bavodio Toad, or it's a comment, I think, on, on an article or on that video. He wasn't supposed to have a gun. He was kicked out of the military. That will cause you to fail your background check. Why isn't he being charged with illegal possession? And uh, somebody responded, yep, right there on the form 4473. And someone else responded to that with Hunter Biden. The apple didn't fall far from the creepy Joe tree. The same goes for doing drugs. National, uh, sorry, that's an ad. Let me pass over that. Um, again, the same person commented, ATF form 4473. Most of us gun owners have filled this out multiple times. 21E, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug or any other controlled substance? Warning, the use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law regardless of whether it has been legalised or decriminalised for medicinal or re recreational purposes in the state where you reside. Of course, we know from the laptop that... Uh, Hunter is a, a crack cocaine addict. 21G, have you ever been discharged from the armed forces under dishonourable conditions? How did Hunter answer these? And of course he was discharged because of his cocaine habit. The answer to each question, this is a response by somebody else to that. The answer to each question is, come on man, I'm a Biden. <laughs> and they were right. How could Hunter have ever have ever legally obtained a gun weren't Halley's actions just as criminal this is the world we live in today one set of rules for the Obamas Bidens Clintons Podestas and other creeps and another set of rules for God-loving Americans I don't think they're going to have much success in trying to put through these gun laws a eh? because you know it's in the constitution the second amendment but also all the Trump supporters who feel they've been cheated out of this election and, you know, the number of patriots who are gun owners, they're not going to stand up for this shit. So um, I don't think it'll come to that because, as I say, we're watching a movie play out. And this is so cleverly done to really um, humiliate the Biden administration. So, you know... We'll wait for the next episode on this one. Now, the other big news this week is this situation with the evergreen container ship 
which is actually called Ever Given, that's got stuck in the Suez Canal. And this is really bizarre because um, the first thing is that Evergreen is Hillary Clinton's secret service name. And also her call sign is, is the same or s similar to the call sign of this particular ship, which is H3RC. Now, Q has mentioned Evergreen in many of his drops, or their drops, I should say. It's not just one person. So, And he's also said very often, watch the water. So... We've also had reports that obviously this this um, situation with the container ship blocking the Suez is causing horrendous um, problems for you know global trade, and there are people who think that this is to expose and to confirm Trump's view that global trade, you know can cause huge problems because if there's any um, break in the supply chain, then you're going to have shortages, you're going to be in, in real trouble. So there is that one aspect of it. But it's interesting, of course, the citizen journalists, myself included, also think there could be something to do with the child and human trafficking. And Q has dropped in the past an image of um, one of these huge container ships with evergreen across the side and linked it to Hillary Clinton and her, you know, all her uh, associates and child trafficking. So I'm going to share a few different things with you. Um, I mean, this this crisis continues because this ship is so huge um that that it's it's driven into the the wall of the canal and they're having great great difficulty in dislodging it and if you've seen any of the images of the ship and this um uh this earth mover trying to dig out the bow of the ship from the bank you'll see how this ship is so massive it dwarfs this uh, piece of you know earth moving equipment so it's it's absolutely massive now the other weird thing that's happening as well is that we're seeing things relating to evergreen pop up in the news elsewhere which you know is it a coincidence i don't know because you know we are given so many clues about this. Um, so we have an evergreen nursing home fire in Spring Valley, New York. And we also see now there's something, uh, there's an, a report going viral. Um, and this came out today, which is about a truck carrying an evergreen container um, crashing in China. And its position kind of diagonally across the freeway or the you know the motorway is you know very similar to the position of the boat or the ship in the Suez Canal so that is really weird and um, it's interesting there's been lots of things on telegram about this um, whiplash 247 
Um, the ship being stuck is the first trigger for the EBS, the emergency broadcast system. Um, the financial system collapse. The global trade is impacted due to the Suez Canal blockage. And also remarked on the fact that when you look at the um, the shipping information, it's showing, obviously, the ever-given ship. It's also showing the tugboats and their call signs that are trying to move the ship. And one of them is Mossaed, M-O-S-A-E-D, which is very similar to Mossad, and Baraka One, of course, Barack Obama. So this is, you know, this is surreal if you think about it. Now, there's a post by someone calling himself IT Guy, wanted to remain anonymous, I think. This, again, was posted on Telegram. If I may interject, as an IT professional, I noticed a few things about the whole thing that got me thinking. If you look at the pattern drawn by the ship before entering the canal, take note that the ship was on a straight course before drawing the vulgarity. And there are people that were saying that this uh, GPS route that was traced had drawn a picture of a penis and a butt. <laughs> However, there are other people, and it's linked to some other things I'm going to share with you, who say that it's actually the um, a key, uh, a specific shape of a key. We'll have to see which one's right. Anyway, to continue what IT Guy posted, this would mean the ship was not planning on drawing anything. It's just going into the canal to do the exact same thing that they always did. And using a canal is symbolic of, of a birthing canal. Things are about to happen worldwide. The birthing of the information coming from this mess will be the beginning of the end of the deep state. Those ships are on autopilot most of the time. The computers do the work. I am suggesting that the ship's computers were hacked. My suspicions lean toward the White Hats. This was part of the plan. The ship had left China days before heading for the Netherlands. So its cargo was updated from babies and children... Um, for adrenochrome to teenagers and young adults for sex trade. The children cannot testify as to where they have been and what they have been through. The teenagers and young adults can tell what they have been through. Now, I don't know where he's getting that information from. I'm just, you know, repeating what he posted. Once the ship went back on course, I'm guessing the captain and the driver decided that the hack was gone and they had full control again. Looking at the Suez on maps, they went aground in one of the most narrow spots of the canal. The white hat hackers waited till the ship was there, then took control again and ran it aground at full speed. The ship's captain said there was a blackout. That means the ship's systems must have went dead. I'm not too keen on his grammar, but anyway. Our space force has blacked out entire countries recently. They were hacked during reboot of the ship systems. A vulnerable time for computers that have a virus where the virus allows the hacker to take control. The phallus and butt drawn by the first hack were communications letting the crew and the deep state know that they are fooked. <laughs> the fallout from unloading the crates in order to get the ship fixed and out of the canal will be huge. 
And let's look at the fact that the Soviet Navy vessels are on one side and the US Navy vessels on the side the ship came from. White hats are in control. They planned this. The ship cannot escape. Their crimes will be televised. My take on the whole thing. So that's a very interesting theory. And um, somebody else pointed out that if you look at um, the Red Sea and how it goes up, it's got like two ear-shaped things. And one side goes into the Suez Canal. And somebody pointed out it looks like the White Rabbit. And of course, in shows uh, before, I've shared about how adrenochrome is linked to the White Rabbit because of the shape of the molecule. And, you know, the Alice in Wonderland follow the White Rabbit um, thing. So there's lots of things kind of falling into place here. I just want to go to um, a Q drop, and this is drop 1279. And it's quite a long drop because it's responding to previous drops and it's um, and also to anon questions. Uh, but at the end of it, it says, define evergreen. When do you call a plumber? Ongoing investigations require dot, dot, dot. So... This is interesting because you call a plumber when you've got a blockage. And of course, this um, container ship owned by Evergreen, which is a Taiwanese company, I believe, it's causing this huge blockage in world trade. And then we have a tweet from J Eagle River 17. And this says, watch the water getting concrete. And as I mentioned to begin with, um, um, Q sorry, has said, watch the water many times in the drops. Russian fleet on the Mediterranean side. And I've said before, I really believe that Putin is a good guy. Evergreen blocking Suez, US Navy waiting on the other side. And I saw something mentioned in Telegram that there were actually Marines, I believe, that are present in the area, although apparently the the image showing that has been removed, I think, because they didn't want people to know. Anyway, and the tweet goes on, now the world is watching. And we've got a map showing um, the Suez Canal and where the boat is or the ship is stuck and that the Russian Navy is on the Mediterranean side and the US Navy is on the Red Sea side. And we've also seen many references to this is biblical. And uh, somebody was linking this to the date of the Passover. And when Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt and the parting of the Red Sea, it's all very cryptic <laughs> in fact it blows your mind sometimes but anyway and this says in this image it's got some text next to it understand what's happening this is clearly isn't some random accident as of march 20th russia deployed a significant portion of its navy to the mediterranean sea the fifth fleet of the u.s navy has been conducting several operations over the last week on the Arabian Sea, Red Sea, Suez Canal and the Gulf of Oman. Russian Navy on one side, US Navy on the other. 
H3RC Evergreen runs ashore and blocks the entire canal, forcing traffic to stop flowing. Hundreds of cargo ships are now trapped with no escape route. Time for inspections? Combine this with all the other comms. Smells like a pretty significant development, if you ask me. No wonder the MSM is doing everything they can to distract us. Watch the water. And then there are some reply. Oh, and Eagle, J Eagle River 17 uh, posts his own reply to that, or her reply, I don't know if it's male or female. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that, am I? I've got to be gender inclusive. Ghislaine Maxwell's secret husband is CEO of Worldwide Shipping Human Trafficking Company. And I'm not sure that that's true. This is from a Timothy Charles Homseth um, post on his website. And I have seen many um, places where he has been completely discredited. But somebody else replies, who holds the title to the Evergreen? Who is that company beholden to? And J Eagle River 17 replies, search, look into the Clinton Foundation, Ghislaine Maxwell's secret husband, whose was US Secret Service code name Evergreen. What happened in Haiti with the Clinton Foundation? And that's, you know, there are a lot more uh, replies to that. But the other interesting thing is, you know, the question is if if the containers have to be taken off the ship in order to refloat it and if the containers are inspecting i believe they often do that using x-rays what are they going to find so one of the theories is it is human trafficking trafficking of people within these containers and actually on and we know's latest video which came out today it, he shows a clip of a container that's been set up to contain people, literally to to <clears throat> traffic them, uh, set up with oxygen supplies and everything else. So it's not that this is not has not happened in the past. And there was also a shot of Rotterdam where a container had been discovered that was kind of set up as a torture chamber and this ship the ever given was en route from china to rotterdam which i believe is also a center for human trafficking so there are lots of links here but the other question that people are saying is do the containers contain any weapons or even weapons of mass destruction and this goes back to Q Drops talking about the sum of all fears, which is a movie about how nuclear material was brought into the US to Baltimore and used to create an explosion at, um, I don't know if it was Super Bowl or it was a ball game, that caused the death of the president in the movie. I think it was played by Morgan Freeman. And the, he, he's mentioned this movie and Hunt for Red October, which I'll talk about in a minute. So all these things kind of add up. And also, interestingly, Baltimore is twinned with Rotterdam. So oh, is, is this just a coincidence? I don't know, but 
you know, things, when you start putting the pieces together, it does seem to be more than a coincidence. So going back to the theory that this shape drawn from the GPS signal might be a key, uh, QDROP3898 has a link, which I don't think is relevant to this at all, but it says the key that opens all doors, the start. And this again was shared on And We Know's video today. And it's shown, the screenshot of it, and this was put out on the 23rd of March last year, so it's like a delta. Uh, there's an article shown, and the title is Giant Ship Locks Suez Canal. And that was put out on the 24th of March. So we've got this link now between lock and key at this particular time that relates to when Q dropped that particular um, breadcrumb. Now, the other interesting link to the key is to do with another incident. <clears throat> and this is an article from easternherald.com. Danger, a Russian submarine missing from NATO radars. A source reported on the assignment of a Russian submarine missing from NATO, NATO radars. Earlier, it was reported that NATO anti-submarine forces for the second week cannot find the submarine armed with cruise missiles caliber. This was published 21st of March. The submarine of the Black Sea Fleet Rostov on Don. Now that struck me to begin with. Don, Donald Trump. Past the Strait of Gibraltar submerged and is currently moving to the eastern part of the Mediterranean Sea. This was reported by a source close to the fleet. Well, guess what's at the eastern part of the Mediterranean Sea? It's the end, the Mediterranean end of the Suez Canal. In the Mediterranean squadron, it will replace the same type submarine, Tass quoted him as saying. Earlier, it was reported that a diesel electric submarine of the Varashavianka project managed to deceive NATO anti-submarine forces and has been avoiding detection for more than a week. NATO anti-submarine forces have been trying for a week to find the Rostov-on-Don submarine in the Mediterranean Sea. Attempts to find her were unsuccessful. They used large forces to search for the Russian submarine, but to no avail. This means that in conditions of hostilities, they are at gunpoint, which annoys them very much, a source in the Russian Navy said. The submarine Rostov-on-Don has great capabilities to collect classified information, so its disappearance greatly irritates the, native, the NATO command. Rostov-on-Don is a Russian project 636.3 Varshavyanka diesel-electric submarine. It is part of the fourth separate submarine brigade of the Black Sea Fleet and is the carrier of the Caliber cruise missiles. In December 2015, it launched missile strikes from the Mediterranean Sea on malicious posts in Syria. So, <clears throat> interestingly, and this was pointed out um, by, I think it was somebody on Telegram, it might have been, and we know, um, Gibraltar's flag is of a red castle with a key underneath it. And... Q has repeatedly mentioned Red Castle, Green Castle. 
And it used to be thought that it was referring to the Army Corps of Engineers. But now people are thinking, well, is this a reference to this submarine passing through the Straits of Gibraltar and linking to what Q has said many times about the hunt for Red October? And if you're not familiar with that movie, this is about um, uh, a prototype Russian... Um, nuclear submarine that is um, captained by Sean Connery playing the part and he is wanting to defect to the US and it's very much about how he's able to evade um, capture or evade having the submarine actually destroyed by the Russians who don't want it to fall into the hands of the Americans. So it's very interesting that we should have this crop up with this missing submarine. I've no idea how this is going to play out, whether it is connected to what's going on in in the Suez Canal or if it's something completely different and if we're just getting too far down the conspiracy rabbit hole. But I thought it was interesting enough to share with you, so that's why I did. Now, before I finish, I just want to share a couple of things relating to the vaccine. I shared quite a lot of information on this last week, and I just want to update that for you. First of all, uh, there's a video showing George Bush, Bill Clinton and Barack Obama pushing the vaccine. Now, does that fill you with confidence? I don't think so. The other thing, um, I think, again, this this may have been, and we know, or it was X-22 report. I can't remember which now. I really ought to write down where I get these from, but apologies for that. Um, there's a, a video showing the new head of the UK HSA, Health Security Agent, talking about plans for the next pandemic and the need to identify biosecurity threats. And I think it may have been um, Dave on X22 or whoever um, put this out, suggesting that they mean the unvaccinated. And there's a reference to the Coronavirus Acts 2020 and um, a translation of AstraZeneca from the Sanskrit. And Astra means weapon, Z, Z Z-E, that, and N-E-C-A, kills, weapon that kills. Of course, the AstraZeneca is the one that's been causing all these blood clots that have meant many countries have actually stopped using the vaccine and stopped vaccinating. Um, There's also a a mention of the symptoms, another of these... (laughs) Uh, episodes that are really putting the truth out disguised as a cartoon Homer sells his soul for a donut which is a reference to the Krispy Kreme uh, company saying that they'll give a free donut a day to anybody who's been vaccinated how evil is that And then there was a short video put out by a guy from the UK I don't know his name uh, relating to these UK COVID self-test kits and what he was showing was the back of the box which says you know how what these swabs are made of 
and it talks about sterile EO. And what this guy is pointing out is that the swab is sterilized with ethylene oxide, which is probably the biggest carcinogen and has caused brain hemorrhages, tumors and embolisms. So it all comes back to this, you know, we know what Bill Gates's agenda is. It's, you know, eugenics, it's population reduction and so on. You know, is this just another tool in the genocidal kit, kit bag? Um, particularly as, of course, we know that this pandemic has been overplayed and that our bodies are perfectly capable of fighting off infection, especially something like COVID-19, which has very, very high recovery rates and is far more successful than the vaccine. Um, that's only a 95% success rate and it's not immunising against the vaccine. Its only aim is to reduce the um, symptoms and only in mild cases. So, you know, what is the point? So... Also, EU vaccine passports are being introduced, which is a transgression against sovereign freedom. Um, I read the Nuremberg articles from last week talking about informed consent to uh, medical experiments, which, of course, the mRNA vaccine is. So, you know, we can refuse it on that basis. Uh, the passport will restore the right to travel. But isn't that an inalienable right? Um, and just to finish, I can just reiterate, I will not get a vaccine to allow me to visit my family and friends in the UK at risk of, you know, completely destroying my health and immune system. So, you know, that's it. I just refuse. Anyway, I am coming to the end of today's show. I hope you've enjoyed it. We really are seeing some amazing things play out. The plot of this movie, so many twists and turns. Um... It's really fun to, I know, I know there's some serious consequences of a lot of what's going on, but I think when you're really looking at this and seeing how the, the dots are being joined up and how the timing of these things are so obviously humiliating the Biden uh, administration, um, you know, it, uh, it becomes quite an entertaining uh, process, let's put it that way. So just a reminder, you can find me at the successalchemist.net and the webalchemist.net and empoweredmanifestation.com. Do take a look at my website, The Success Alchemist. I have lots of blog posts on spirituality and manifestation and uh, personal development. And you can get a free copy of my book, Dream Achievers Success Kit there. And I'd like to thank you for listening. I hope you'll join me next week for another edition of the Cosmic Creating Show. And I'll be excited to share with you whatever uh, other developments have happened between now and then. So thank you again. Thank you to Nancy for producing. Stay safe, be well, and bye for now. You have been listening to the Cosmic Creating Radio Show with Jan Shaw a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Live long and prosper.